Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Creative Control with Bish Khan. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, a couple episodes back, John Spencer was on this show to talk about his band, The Blues Explosion, their great new LP, Meat and Bone, their Canadian tour dates, and, and a whole bunch of more, just a whole bunch of stuff. And as you may recall, in that conversation, I asked John about the 90s indie rock revival and how some bands from that era have been reforming and doing better now than they may have, you know, back in the day. John said that underground music went to shit in the 90s, and unprompted by me, mentioned that the Blues Explosion are a far weirder, more challenging band than, say, the Black Keys or White Stripes, whom he described by name as, quote, mainstream pop and not very punk. Fair enough. Then I wrote a story based on this interview for Huffington Post, who, after consulting with me, gave it the title... John Spencer Blues Explosion, Slags, Black Keys, White Stripes, and the Shit 1990s. Now, I've been doing this long enough to know that this is like a typical clickbait tactic to get people to read the story. So while I don't personally agree with deliberately provocative headlines, maybe even occasionally, you know, in some cases, I don't think this one necessarily, but in some cases they're even misleading. I don't believe in that. But I know why they exist. We all know why they exist when we go on the internet, right? You're just clicking on stuff. You don't even care. You're just like, oh, Tara Reid is eating Cheetos. And you're like, well, that's not a very provocative headline. But you know what I mean? We just click on stuff because whatever. We're just bored. So we're trying to go. I think some of these people are going after the bored people. A little provocation. And so anyway, I just said, yeah, use it. Use the title. Well, this brought on a slew of unhappy emails from John and his publicist, Who's amazing, by the way. She's she's great. And John's great, too. And even when HuffPo changed the headline a little bit, softened it up just a little bit, John wrote me to say, ah, from bad to worse. So all of this was in the air when I was went to see one of my favorite bands ever in Hamilton. They were playing in Hamilton, Ontario on a Friday night, and I went, and it was unbelievable. Then the following night in London, Ontario, I went. Uh, they were playing at Call the Office. And at Call the Office in London... I spoke with the entire John Spencer Blues Explosion, and I gently, occasionally too evasively, tried to discuss this matter in very general terms, because I'm Canadian and I'm scared of tough musicians from New York City, apparently. So, in order, you are going to hear 
from Judah Bauer and John Spencer of the Blues Explosion, then my friends Jamie and Sarah of the amazing Toronto band Cattle, who opened up this London show, and finally, Blues Explosion drummer Russell Simmons and I have a chat. Now, uh, one thing to note, some of these people refused to speak directly into the microphone that I gave them, which was odd. And, and also, while interviewing Russell, a bag that I brought with me just disappeared. It was in the room with me, and it just disappeared. This left me very confused and distraught. So take a listen for that as well. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero. For my money, the best pizza you can eat in Guelph, Ontario. A proud, independent family business run by a punk rocker, Trocadero only uses a rich array of fresh ingredients cut by hand and homemade dough made daily, all baked to perfection inside of a stone oven. It's gourmet panzerotti, calzones, wings, salads, garlic bread, breadsticks, and oh man, the pizza. The pizza, personally... I like the gourmet Domateo with goat cheese, artichoke, roasted red pepper, mushrooms. I sub out the turkey breast for eggplant, but that's just me. Wash the whole thing down with a brio. Man, I am getting hungry just talking about this. Call Pizza Trocadero at 519-829-2444. Visit them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph and online at trocaderoguelph.ca. T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O. G-U-E-L-P-H dot C-A That's Pizza Trocadero A place of the good trade Yeah, the economies are so similar that I imagine that this I don't know. I was just in Chicago. And well, you guys support the arts, though, here in this country a little more, I think. We have granting systems and yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, in America, you're kind of more on your own. It seems to me. But you don't have endowments. There's like endowments of the arts. Of course, arts. but not for rock bands. No, I that's mean. true. <laughs> so. That's true. With our government's just like anybody. I mean, when you go to Europe, you really see that they subsidize the arts. I mean, the facilities you play in are nicer, you know, and... and, and supportive of touring and, and here in America and Canada you know it's like there's no extra support it's kind of is it because you guys are fine on your own <laughs> no you know it's just not a priority in America obviously they don't even on just the level of what they teach you in school it's just not a priority whereas you know I think in Europe they understand that artists do contribute a substance you know They just they have it down. They've had a couple more hundred years to work out the kinks. So. <laughs> well, Europe also has a, a history of uh, patronage, like going back right. yeah. centuries, right? People would actually... Maybe that's where it comes from, and that's it. Yeah. yeah, whereas... It's a whole thesis paper. <laughs> Someone's probably written, so... You're also like free market America, right? Where everyone's like kind of survival of the financially yeah, fittest. Yeah, it's terrible. It's lobbyists and black market dealings of the government and I know it goes on everywhere but America seems to be really deep into it you know nepotism and yeah maybe you should move here yeah I like Canada you know yeah the shows here are good I, I get more respect here sometimes than in the states you know so earlier on too I think you know 
you got kind of like you know Texas and Canada and you know it's like when you're starting out you're playing in the the middle areas you kind of it's rough but then you know there's a reward when you would like get to Austin or Toronto or you know it's like a little more supportive environment yeah 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 that's that's probably true I think that's true about those cities you guys are wrapping up a Canadian tour pretty much here in London tonight I think right this is your last Canadian date no I think yeah 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 that's right sorry I keep forgetting we had another possible run up to Halifax and Moncton and stuff but I don't think that came through that would have been cool I've never been up to those that part of the country oh that was supposed to come up soon yeah I was gonna be in the fall but I, I there's just you know, it's time to I think take a break maybe we've been on the road pretty much non-stop since before the record came out so. right 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 I'm curious about one thing in particular uh, the flood you were in Calgary when the city was besieged by water. Yeah, you know, I was just talking to Russell. That's at least the third time high water is besieged blues explosion gigs. Like, we flew into Brisbane. It was a tropical storm, you know, and full moon, high tide, and that city flooded out, and we had to, like, flee, and our venue got flooded, and then it happened in New York last October. And then, yeah, it was in Calgary. But I didn't, we didn't know. No one told us. And I think the festival was trying to keep it on the down low because they didn't want to worry people. But I guess they'd just been raining and raining. And, you know, we were the last gig, I think, at Sled Festival. Yeah. Because we played really late. And uh, luckily we got to play. And then, you know, sometime in the middle of the night, the power went out in the whole downtown area. I didn't know. I woke up in the morning. I was like, I was like, I was commending the hotels going, I love it. Because it was early to the airport. I was going, they, they're saving on the energy. They're just keeping some lights on <laughs> instead of leaving them all on at night. And then I got down in the lobby and there was a frenzy of people fleeing because I guess people knew that the city was going to shut down. And then right after we left the hotel, I guess they kicked everyone else, everyone out of the hotel. So you'd, Was this at the Fairmount? Like the, yeah. the big fancy hotel? Yeah, that was it. And, uh, yeah, we got out there. We got out pretty early, so it was all right for us. People got out a couple hours later. I imagine they were sitting at the airport all day trying to get flights out. What, were, what, was, what, was, what were you guys doing at that point? Like, were you supposed to leave the city anyway? Or? Yeah, we, we were, happened to be heading out early anyway, so we were just right, just right on before it hit. It should hit the fan. <laughs> so, like I said, our, our sound guy... His flight was later, and I think 20 minutes after we left the hotel, the city decided to evacuate the entire downtown right. and the hotel. Right. So you just had a frenzy of people fleeing and not being able to get rides. And I just sometimes it pays to get her up, get up early, you know. <laughs> no sleep has more benefits than than you thought. Are you an early riser normally? No, I'm moderate. Moderate. Probably. Yeah, I yeah. get up earlier than Russell, but not as early as John. Hmm. Well, John's a. Are you a dad? You got to get. No. Yeah, John's a dad. I'm a dad. We get yeah. up early. Yeah. That's what. That's what happens. All of a sudden, you're getting up early. I understand. Yes. <laughs> so aside from uh, surviving and and fleeing from a flood, have there been any other highlights uh, on your Canadian trek thus far? Because uh, you played the Ottawa Blues Fest. You played. Yeah, my memories. Festival Day in Quebec City. Ever been to Quebec City before? Yeah, I've been there. We played Quebec before. It was, you know, 
Quebec, which was a nice old theater, the Imperial. And that show in Calgary is great. It reminded me when I was a kid in Wisconsin, and we when we would see punk bands, they would come through like Detroitson and the Crucifix and Killdozer. They would play at the VFW halls. Oh, you the veterans the- of foreign wars, and the, the, the where we played was at a. They don't call it veteran foreign wars. Legion. It, yeah, that's it. Was it? And yeah. It's just an old, classy place in the old time old veterans running are just they're kind of like traumatized by all these young noisy kids but <laughs> at the same time kind of appreciating you know the busyness of it and it's just reminding me of all the shows i went to when i was a kid but yeah it was a cool place there in calgary really nice place okay so i'd like to play there again it sounds like it sounds like calgary really stuck out in terms of yeah, the places. It's a nice place. I want to talk about uh, the Blues Explosion and uh, media perception. I know that throughout the years, your band has been maybe misinterpreted, mischaracterized. There have been... Nah, that's bullshit, man. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about that. Really? That's just lazy writers. Like, someone's... Writers got a deadline, so they probably go on Google and just, like, look at what's been written about it, and that someone wrote something about, you know that it was a joke band or that it was a minstrel show or I don't know what and then uh-huh. everyone writes about it because writers some, are lazy some writers yeah well it's about the most uncredentialed like profession there is <laughs> you know, other than maybe prostitute I don't know it's like anyone <laughs> picks up a pen thinks they can write man. But we're, we're I'm not saying you're not a good writer but I think a lot of journalists they're not, they're not writers man sure, you know? sure so that's what that is and I don't know. John's perpetuating it too. I feel like by kind of having to respond to it. He but, responds to it. Well, I don't know. Almost like bringing it up sometimes. It's like it's just lazy writers. I feel like who they reference things and it's not a big deal. Nobody, nobody really cares. No, you don't think anybody cares. I, you know, you don't no. care. You don't care. That's fair. No, I don't care about bad writing people's bad ideas about stuff people who don't get it and on responding to it's just gonna give it more energy than it is well the other side so of that's me not giving energy to your question and <laughs> getting the hint <laughs> no i can appreciate that it's definitely I'll, not something we need to address no okay we just focus on playing music and of substance and we're sincere people and we, you know and we lived we live this music and it's it's real so. so everything external to the band doesn't really matter like everyone who's kind of reacting to the band in in, in their own sort of vocational you know trajectory they don't matter as much well, as the no, band that's itself not true. i mean some bad criticism can be relatively accurate but that wasn't that we, kind of stuff we, isn't no okay you know I just, sometimes somebody can write something critical and you go like kind of go oh, yeah i get it like you didn't notice something maybe but uh you know, that's good writing, though. <laughs> no, there's criticism is one thing, and, and there's also getting things wrong is another. But what about just the landscape we're in is a lot of, like, sensationalism. Trying to make stuff, you know, everyone's working on clickbait, like trying to get people to click on now, everyone's things. Everyone's got to be affiliated with everything, and it's quite tedious. You know, it's like playing music, you know, 89, 90, 91. I felt like that was, like, the last generation or scene it was it was kind of dangerous like people live the music like jesus lizard and in new york it was cop cheat cop and us and you know and and uh now everyone's thinking about t-shirt designs and 
you know, promoting themselves and having their Facebook. I mean, you think Johnny Thunders would be on Facebook? Mm. No, it's just like, and I don't think that that's good, you know. It's And I hear and see and talk to these bands and they have managers and they don't even have records out. And it's just, it's it's not... It's not about. It's not interesting to me, and I think it's hurt hurts the music. You know? Yeah. So, it hurts the art. And I, I guess I could go for any art form, you know. Maybe not. Maybe not pop art, but. No, that's a valid point. I think everyone's got to kind of mediate everything they're doing instead of just making everyone's music. Everyone's just affiliated with with this and that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when we never, when Orange was out and doing kind of got big we didn't i don't remember doing any interviews and stuff like that really and i think there's a it was word of mouth and and you know i think there's something for keeping your mystique you know i I want some mystique you know i want i mean if it's the real thing you know like you know towns van zant or you know you want to discover things on your own you don't want to see how friendly everybody is sure you know no, 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, when John was on my podcast uh, a little while ago, I asked him about the Blues Explosion break, and he said, you know, he wanted to do heavy trash stuff, so he kind of put the, 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 the band on the block, so to speak. But I actually don't know what you were up to in that period when the Blues Explosion weren't well, active. Well, you know, the band was headed for a break. If he wasn't going to say it, I wasn't going to say it. So it was time to take a break. So, uh, you know, it was just timing for that so people wanted to do anything but blues explosion that's what it was time for so okay okay that's what he i don't know about russell actually you felt you needed a break well i mean there's always times when it comes and we need to take a break from the blues explosion you know and i never know how long it is just like i didn't know how long the band would last you know i thought maybe the band would do one record so i don't really think about how long we're going to do something or not do something because it's it's unknown forces are you know behind it all so i i was just happy to stay home and just do that you know catch up on life because other than being on the road because everything just kind of piles up and you know it's it's you need time to catch up so i think and i that's what i try to do but then Sean called me and I started playing Cat Power, so right. I didn't get to stay home and catch up on any of those things. But I'm gonna. I'm still. I got that <laughs> list. So I'm gonna get to it. What is your life like at home? What do you need to catch up on? What do you do with yourself? When catch you're... up on you know just just dealing with possessions and organizing them <laughs> and getting amps fixed and you know seeing family or friends and you know even my friends I don't see them that much because when I'm in town I'm just repairing and recovering from the last one and then packing to go out for the next run it's kind of like that yeah 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 and uh yeah all right well now you've got a break coming up another blues explosion break coming up uh, what what's next for you there's a break coming up you said there was a break coming up you're going to do some bunch of shows you're going to japan and stuff oh, are you i don't yeah i mean a break like i don't know if it's oh sorry it's not a break like the last break no, it's, it's no. Like a, or it could be for all. I don't you know. You don't know. No one knows. Right. I think it's time to start thinking about working on a new record. I think we, you know, we kind of played everywhere. We hit the circuit pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And Meat yeah, and Bones, fantastic, if I might say. Uh-huh. 
Are you happy with That's that? That's your job. To it is my job to say it. Are you, opinion about are, it. You, are you happy with the record? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. It plays easy on the road, you know, which is always a good thing. Some records do and some don't. And it was pretty intuitive and came together pretty quick. Do you, you do kind of a, a review? I, I was thinking about your show last night in Hamilton, and it was like almost like a review, like a blues explosion review, like a medleys, a lot of medleys, old songs segueing into new songs. And I'm just curious about that discussion, like why I decided to do... You've, you've got so much material to choose from. Is it simply a way of, like, touching on these different eras and and getting to all of them, or...? Talk to John. <laughs> I, have st- I have spoken to John. I don't do setless. What do you think of it, though? What do you think of the idea of sort of giving one song maybe a 45-second spotlight? Well, where does that come from? You know musical kind of styles. Who does that? I know? guess it comes from soul and R&B review yeah, kind of James stuff. James Brown. James Brown, yeah, yeah. yeah. James Brown in particular, who you guys are a fan. Sure. Oh, you know, you hear a lot of James Brown. You'll hear little licks here and there, and also just the whole breakdowns and mm-hmm. kind of talking, rapping things. And, you know, he was his style was so distinctive. You know, you got, you got to be influenced by it. So, Okay. That's cool. Well, I want to let you go because uh, we got to go back to call the office. Do you, do you know anything about London, Ontario? I've played here a bunch of times. They call the office of 20 miles. I, oh, nice. It, once or twice, I think. And uh, there's a really good Black Flag concert that I always watch on YouTube. It is in London. I don't know what club it's at, but it's it's a really good show of Black Flag back in the with Cura. Oh, nice. So that must be, I don't know, the Ten and a Half tour or something. Right, right, right. So It was in London, wow. You know, it's a really good show. the only fun facts I can think of about London are uh, Johnny Cash proposed to June Carter Cash in London. Did you know that? No. Yeah, he on stage. He just like proposed to her somewhere around here. And it's that th- kind of town. <laughs> and uh, you want to hold on to what you got. Yeah, yeah. And the actor Ryan Gosling is from here. Uh, Do you know him? No comment. <laughs> Judah, thanks. Yeah. The number one blues singer in the country. You were in Calgary during the flooding. Yes. Can you maybe recount what that was like? I don't I can't remember if we really... I guess we'd been hearing something about it before we got up to Calgary. We are out doing a run of dates in, um, I don't know, the mountain zones of uh, the United States. We were flying from show to show. We'd been to Denver and Salt Lake and uh, Phoenix, and then we spent a couple of days in Tucson recording with our friend Jim Waters. And um, so we flew up into Calgary, and we were... Uh, We'd heard about it, and uh, the, we, we were staying right downtown in Calgary, and the place we were playing was this beautiful Legion Hall, yeah, and uh, right, right in the downtown area. Um, and uh, you know, when we got there, I, guess, I think it was raining a little bit, and I went out to see the Swans, which was a great show. They played at some place like an Irish pub in a basement. It was like seeing them in a totally yeah, bizarre I, place. But I went they, to that venue last year. I remember the one you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a great turnout to be just great. But anyway, I mean, so it wasn't even, like, raining that hard. It was sort of a little bit on and off sprinkling, but I guess there had been so much rain and so much up in the mountains or whatever. Um, so we began hearing more and more people talking about the, the floods and everything, and uh, the day of our show we heard that some of the uh, the events were being canceled and, and gigs having to be moved 
Um, I, I, after the Swans, I, I tried to go see another gig and I missed it. And I was hanging out in front of the ho hotel talking to Mac from Super Chunk. And at that point, it was definitely raining. And um, so uh, it turned out their gig got moved yeah. at the very last minute. Blues Explosion show at the Legion, thankfully, did not get moved. We got to play in that beautiful uh, Legion, what do you call it, a hall? Or? It's a Legion hall. It's right. So that's it reminded that's me of like a hardcore show, you know, at yeah. the DFW hall. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah. Our show came off without a hitch, and um, and then I think everything after that just got canceled. Mm -hmm. uh, the next day, we our flight out of there, Calgary to home to New York City was around scheduled for 10:30, so we were meeting in the lobby hotel at, at eight in the morning. At uh, at 10 to eight, the electricity went out in the hotel, and um, so we kind of got out uh, just in the nick of time, I suppose, because uh, our front of house engineer was flying somewhere else and had a later flight told us that um, when he went down to uh, that I think I guess at 9 or 10 they, the building was evacuated yeah, yeah, and yeah. that the scene was was like the Titanic or something um, but when, on our drive out to the airport uh, the roads were open but we certainly saw um, you know just many city blocks downtown there underwater we saw rivers uh, you know up 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 to the to the 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 roadways or bridges um, it was uh, it was pretty wild uh, you know you, but we got out. We made it out. We had a great show. We made it out okay. I just feel really bad for, uh, you know, the city of Calgary and, and bad for the Sled Island uh, or but, festival organizers because yeah, yeah. um, they, they just were so upset and so brokenhearted. Yeah, an episode or two after you were on, uh, Drew Marshall from Sled Island was on and kind of just talked about what had happened and clearly still heartbroken, but also there's a resolve there. Like, they, they are like a hearty people. Like, they yeah. they figured out what their next moves were as quickly as they could. And yeah. So it's a, there's a sort of a bright side to the story and that the community really came together. But your band, as far as I know, your band has sort of been, you've met with High Water in a few different cities. Like, Yeah, we've had some run-ins before. Um, we... Uh, in Australia, we had some shows up up in the Gold Coast, like in Brisbane, or canceled due to flooding. Um, in uh, you know, and on this new record, uh, there's a couple songs which are inspired by uh, you know high water and 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 Mother Nature and bad weather. So very kind of bl typical blues songs or more <laughs> traditional blues songs in a sense. Um, you know, we had Hurricane Irene, then we had Hurricane Sandy. Uh, you were, weren't you impacted directly by Hurricane Sandy? The band? Oh yeah, very much so. Um, you know, we were writing the, the songs from Meat and Bone in 2011, and that's when Hurricane Irene came through. Oh, okay. And so they were predicting, you know, just the, the worst. And we don't get a lot of hurricanes in New York City. Irene didn't turn out to be so bad, but what was ironic was that about a year later, uh, once the album was released, we had Sandy, which was yeah, yeah. much, much worse, and really did a number on New York City. And people are still getting over that. And uh, a lot of Manhattan, and that's where we live. We live in, in, in the island of Manhattan. A lot of Manhattan was, was without electricity. And we had our, our big show. We'd been touring around, and our big New York City show after the release of our album was to be at this, uh, the Bowery Ballroom in New York City venue. And we didn't know if it was going to happen because there was no electricity. But thankfully, the power came on the night before. Oh, wow. We were able to have the show. Um, it was a great night. Some people couldn't make it in because the subways still weren't running. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, um, so we definitely um, <laughs> had, had our run-ins with, with, with high water. Yeah, hopefully, 
Have you ever stopped to think it might be your fault? Is it is it your band causing my fault? Well, no, I wasn't any I wasn't anywhere near Toronto. <laughs> I think as 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 a citizen of the United States of America and and the civilized Western world, uh, perhaps it, you could make a case that it is my fault. It's uh, <laughs> my uh, you know consumption and your geo footprint yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about your song uh, "Talk About the Blues" this week um, because it reminds, uh, from my my understanding of the song, it's about kind of how the media has maybe misinterpreted or manipulated what your band might be about for their own ends. And um, and I wonder what you make of that now. That song is like... Yeah, it's 15. weird. I mean, there's, there seems... It is an old song, I mean, that was written... 14, 15 uh, years that ago. That was on the Acme record, yeah. uh, I believe. And so that was 97 or 98. And that was inspired by an interview I did with the Rolling Stone magazine. I was back when... At least you know <laughs> the blues explosion was getting some, some, some you know mainstream kind of press. Uh, they were f- we were featured in the blues issue, and I and um, so I was very nervous about doing this interview, and it, you know it didn't actually go that poorly, but there that and a lot of other stuff that was happening around or at that time not, um, uh, inspired that song, uh, and it's strange because in the past few months. Uh, you know, we the blues explosion. We took a long, we took a, a break. We had a hiatus in the middle of last decade, and we started playing again in 2008. We made this new record, Meat and Bone, and the, that, the new album came out in 2012. The record was very well received, you know, and, and people seem generally happy to, that we're back out playing again and they're coming to see us play. You know, we we didn't win a Grammy or sell a million records, but you know, I, I didn't see a, any a single bad notice for the album. Um, and you look like you're. you're I, do co- I look? No, I didn't. I didn't know I <laughs> no, did, but, but you're. You're. I, I get. I get the impression. I don't want to cut you off, but I get the impression that you're someone that kind of keeps well, track. I'm, of I'm what's the manager going on. of the band, yeah. for, for better or for worse. And yeah. so you know, it's as much as. And it's not the same. You know, being in a punk rock band in 2013 is sure is different than being in a punk rock band 1987 or 1994. You know, the, the, there's a lot of things which have changed, and um, certainly the way in which uh, you know every, the media moves and, and people are are uh, communicating and, and interacting is very very different today compared to the way it used to be. Sure. So it's not really my bag, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. I'm trying to do a good job. Yeah. You know, and I definitely believe in doing it for yourself. Anyway, so it's been strange in the past few months that this kind of stuff, which I thought was well past us, is sort of resurfacing a little bit. Um, you know, where people are, I guess, it, and I don't know, you know, uh, maybe they're just un- totally unfamiliar with the blues explosion, with the band and, and, and what we're about, or, but they seem to, be, again, be getting us tripping on the, 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 the name and, and just the, that word blues in, in the band name. You played the Ottawa Blues Fest. Recently. We just played the Ottawa Blues Fest, yeah. And, How was and that? There was a, oh, it was fine. Uh, yeah, we had a fine time. It was very beautiful there, a lovely outdoor setting on the river there. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a bit funny afterwards. I went to see the Relatives play, who are a fantastic gospel group. They have an album on Yep Rock. Um, really just fantastic uh, live show. So we went to see them. And their show was on the other side of the festival, and they were playing right next to the... I found out, like, oh, well, we're on the war the war museum grounds. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. kind of crazy that... You know, there's all these displays of tanks and and fighter jets and uh, and we have the blues. <laughs> but I was just there to see Wu Tang Clan. How was that? They How were great. That? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not what it was, but it was pretty amazing. But you're right to be on the grounds right by that war museum. Yeah. It's a little odd. Um, 
So we played the Blues Festival. Yeah, it was fine. We had a good time. I read a review afterwards of somebody saying that, <clears throat> you know, that, well, we didn't, you know, questioning the, 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 the validity of having a band like the Blues Explosion on the main stage. Um, because I guess we don't have a, you know, we don't have a stage show. We're not like the Tragically Hip with fancy lights sure. or some kind of backdrop. You know, I, I think that we play a pretty dynamic, energetic show. But this particular reviewer thought we were a little too static on the stage and and then floated some BS about what the f- moving the side fills in to, to make it look not so bad, oh, okay. which is totally untrue. The, the side fills stayed in the same place the whole afternoon and evening. Uh, That's weird. But yeah. the same reviewer also went on to, to you know, um, throw a lot of praise at the tragically hip. So, you know, it's... You're, you feel like, I see, I see. Yeah. But there's also the landscape of media has changed. I know you got to go. You got to play a show. I gotta, yeah, I hear that. I, from it Catalyst. sounds like Catalyst has left the stage, <laughs> and so now I have to go uh, limber up. I want you to go get ready, but I yeah. just the, the landscape of media now is. I feel like we're in a sort of sensationalized age where people are taking things on and trying to make a bigger deal, make provocative things happen. Is that happening to you guys? I mean, I happen to know that it has in in some cases. A little bit, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's. I think, like, yeah, in some ways it seems a bit silly at times and a bit kind of like play acting or professional wrestling. Yeah. But also at the same time, because there is such a volume of, uh, of, of stuff out there flying back and forth all through the air and the Internet and, and all these channels uh, that, that it, it doesn't really add up to much. Yeah. And uh, so it takes, uh, you know, I, I think that there's uh, a lot of stuff falls through the cracks. Um, I, you know... Uh, I, I'd hope that after playing with this band for 22 years, we, there would be some, uh, you know, you wouldn't have to continue to fight these battles. But then again, I, you know, I think this topic was addressed on the record on, on Meat and Bone. There are songs such as uh, Bag of Bones, such as uh, Bottle Baby, which are sort of, you know, ad- addressing this head on. That, well, much today, much like as when the blues explosion started many years ago, there's a lot of, uh, a, a lot of, you know, kind of half-stepping going on, yeah. a lot of, you know, sorry excuses for, for creativity and, and, and for, for, for heart and soul and for, for, and for rock and roll out there. And I, and I agree with you, and I think that your band is the polar opposite of all that stuff, and I hope that that resonates with you because, I, I mean, seeing the show last night, I was kind of reminded of why I went to see this band in 1994 and why I always followed this band. This band is very important to me and people like me, and you know you're doing it's great. It's no. it's just great. Well, thank thank you. Uh, <laughs> it was certainly a hot show last night. It was yeah. a hot. I sweaty think it's going to be another one. Another one. When we got into this place. I was thinking like, uh, ah, you know, we'll have a get a little break tonight. But, yeah. But boy, no. they get it's going to be just the same again. I think. You've hit some odd weather in Canada. I got to say, every uh, every it sounds like most of your experiences there have been kind of weather anomalies. Like mm-hmm. it's not normally like 35 degrees Celsius in Canada, in mm. Southern Ontario. It gets to that every once in a while, but I apologize for the weather. I don't need, I mean, I'm happy, I'm happy to be here, really, you know, to, to, to come back to, uh, to London, to come back to Hamilton, yeah. to, to, to play the Blues Fest, to go up to Quebec and play the, uh, the fest, that festival of, I'm going to say the festival. Festival d'été. Summer, yeah. D'été. Festival d'été, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, it's, uh, I, I really have nothing to complain about. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, I'll let you get to it and uh, we'll... I'm going to do it then. Yeah. Thanks, right. John. Thank you. We'll talk sure. soon. Cattle, cattle, test, 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 cattle. 
Is that how you test the mic when you're testing stuff for cattle? And do you do you have to keep it down that low? I yeah. usually like to lean into it like this. <laughs> you can put it to your mouth. I like to get my lunges yeah. in my stretches before I play the rock and roll Shouldn't music. Shouldn't you know about mic technique, Jamie? You're a yeah, lead no, singer in a band. It helps the music industry because it's like bowing the sucker in. <laughs> Don't say that in the interview. <laughs> I'll, cattle, hold, I'll hold it. Cattle just got off stage. How was, how was your show at Call the Office? It was amazing. We always have a blast. Like London is like... Um, it's always a party. We we kind of, in a way, you know, we wish it was like a, a city that was closer to us or sort of like, uh, I don't know. But the, the response here is always so, so great that we have to keep coming back. Yeah. And Tony t- treats us, Tony Lima, who owns the club, treats us so well. And all the staff are so great. And it's just kind of, we have to keep coming back because we, the shows are always so fantastic. Lon- we played London more than any other city. Other, other than, than Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So yeah. We, yeah. We seem to yeah. come here quite a bit. Do you yeah. have, uh, James? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You've played in many bands before. Do you have kind of roots in London? Did you used to play here? In- no. Well, I've played here before with that band as well, with Pecola. But yeah, not as much as I've played with... Uh, with cattle oh interesting so, yeah i think tony likes us so that's why he keeps bringing us back so he's like <laughs> tolerated the bad shows and tolerated the good shows so that's kind of good so it's kind of nice to have a booker on your side so we have you know that happens in toronto but it's nice to have something in another city as well speaking of having people on your side john spencer seems to be on your side yeah that's great i mean i i the f- first time that happened we we played with heavy trash for three shows we did like a toronto london hamilton show and I can't remember why the heck we got that gig. Possibly something like it was it was a horseshoe show. So it would have probably been through Amy or Craig from Collective Concerts. And it was really funny because, you know, like the first show, they were kind of checking us out. And the second show, they were like, OK, maybe. And by the third show, they were like, all right, I get it. I get what you guys are doing. And from there, we were kind of, you know, friends. I think that when a man shares his bourbon with you, that's kind of that's. That's a sign of, of, of uh, sincerity. Yes. <laughs> but no, it's been great. So from, from playing with Heavy Trash, we then got I mean, invited by John. Thanks, John. <laughs> Thank you. Look at that, a nice present from a very John nice Spencer. bottle of Jack Daniels. A bottle of Jack right there. <laughs> yeah. He is a very kind and nice man. Yeah, yeah. no, he's a sweetheart. Like, no, I mean, um, yes. So, so from those Are you Heavy Trash that? shows. Fuck if I can get my blistered hands around. I don't know if this is legal on a podcast. I know I can't. This this is not condonable on a radio show. But so, podcasts are it's fine. I think you can you can get. <laughs> hopefully, you'll be hammered by the the end of this oh, interview. Sure. So from heavy trash, we got invited. Um, I think John had something to do with this to open for the Blues Explosion in Toronto in July. I guess a couple years ago at Lee's Palace. 
And uh, that was the first time we played with them. And I'm sort of ashamed to admit that I wasn't um, a John Spencer fan and you know, before that because um, they were popular when I was in high school. And I wasn't cool enough to like them. Mm-hmm. And you know, all the cool kids did. And I kind of wasn't up on the scene. You oh, know? Were you? Jamie's always been a fan. But, but were then you when a I saw popular them, kid in high school? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. like, were you, like, student council? Like, no, no, no. What was no. your kind well, of group? Okay, but I went to an arts high school, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so I oh, went to... I didn't know that. I went to school for dance, oh. and, um... You can so dance to the Blues Explosion. I can dance to the Blues Explosion. No, but anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> so they invited us to play the show, and I was blown away by his... Not to talk about John too much, but I was blown away by their by their show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's only gotten better. I mean, they released this record recently, and they've been touring a ton... And man, they're crazy right now. Like we played with them in Calgary at Sled Island and they're super tight and super intense and they barely spoke on stage. They just blasted you with this wall of intense rock music and it's really something to behold. They're the best. They're only getting better. (laughs) I saw them when I was 17 or something like that for the first time. And can you imagine seeing the blues explosion when you're that age? Like. (laughs) I, I, I wish I wish every 17-year-old could come and see the Blues Explosion. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, sure. Now, you guys played... Uh, this is the first time I've seen you as a duo. Basically, just so people catch can catch up here, Cattle, and this came up, I feel like, on the podcast, some kind of podcast. Oh, with James Keast. James Keast and I went to a Blue Jays game, and Cattle was supposed to play some Exclaim Party recently. For, I'm, we did. We did. We you were, did do we that? We weren't meant to. We actually, in fact, did. We played uh, an after... Two, it was uh, both of our North by Northeast showcases were Exclaim in the same right. day. We did like an afternoon show at the Menelon, which was beautiful. And then we played at uh, the Horseshoe in the evening. Okay. And, yeah. Okay. So that's good. Both so we, Exclaim events. Well, what happened was James and I were watching the baseball game. We were at a Blue Jays game together and we're watching the game. I think game. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. And the po- the podcast turned out fun. We were in the Sky, sky Dome. What do you guys call it? I call it Sky yeah, Dome. Sky Dome. Yeah. So we're debating about cattle and I, and I say, uh, well, you cattle. You were the game debating about cattle. That's one one portion. Not the whole, not for three innings. Well, I'm still going to take that as a compliment. Yeah. Well, well, I was just, he said cattle's playing my show and I think they're a three my piece. Yep. The Exclaim show rather. Sorry. And I say, not his show. He wouldn't say that. He doesn't own Explain. <laughs> and I say, uh, no, well, they started as a three-piece. You can correct me at any time, Jamie or, or, or Sarah, if I'm wrong. They started as a three-piece. Then uh, one of the guys left, and then they became a new kind of three-piece, right? Mm-hmm. And then now I think they're a two-piece. And I think that's exactly what I said. Is that accurate? Well, yeah, we started as a two-piece of me and Johnny LaRue. And oh, then was Sarah it? joined oh. the band. Okay. And then, yeah, Johnny LaRue left, and... and Andrew Mazinski from the Snakes joined the band and he toured with us for a year and a half and then an amicable he left the band and uh, it's all cool or whatever and then it was just like Sarah why don't you play drums and, and that's the way it's continuing now so which has been you know my favorite kind of incarnation of the band so yeah I just saw this for the first time with you on drums Sarah and you know drums are not easy I play drums right. and drums are both you showed me your calluses I have a callus from my wedding ring finger <laughs> As soon as I got married, I got a callus on my <laughs> drum hand, so like that, or my on my ring finger. So that's a bad that's a bad omen, I think. <laughs> Maybe you should stop playing drums. <laughs> anyway, Maybe uh, I should get married. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, are we getting a proposal on the podcast? <laughs> I love podcast proposals. This will be great. Great for ratings. Um, no, uh, how do you find playing drums? It's great. You know what? Like I've always kind of wanted to play the drums. My father is the. Uh, the uh, at this point, a recreational drummer, um, and again, to embarrass myself and talk about my dance past, I was a tap dancer originally right. from the age of five. So, and uh, yeah, no, I just, I don't know, I always wanted to play the drums, and 
Jamie sort of afforded me the uh, opportunity to do that. I mean, circumstances, of course, kind of, you know, I feel like the, the band has kind of been simmered down and simmered down and different people, and they've all been wonderful, you know, only love and respect for Johnny LaRue and, and Andrew. Um, but this is just so much fun. Like, it turns out it's really fun to hit shit really hard. And, um, you know, I can still dance around. And uh, it's just easier. It's just simpler to travel as a two-piece. And uh, again, it was partly born of necessity. We had our visas for the States and you can't interchange names. So we couldn't legally just like add a new drummer. Right. And we didn't want to sneak one across because we didn't want to get screwed and then not be able to come into the States for five years because, you know, yeah, 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 that totally. would suck. So it was, yeah, the mother of uh, all invention is uh, necessity. So, but it's been great. Like I just, I just have so much fun. It's very empowering and uh, yeah. Good for you. You were a bit nervous. Hard. It's hot too. Yeah, yeah. yeah not nervous. Not nervous, hot. just hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Blues Explosion are playing now, so we should go watch them. Yeah. We but should go watch the Blues Explosion. Before we do, Jamie, can you just tell us briefly what's coming up next for cattle? Yeah, well, we're going to Rochester tomorrow night, so it's gonna reignite our yeah with the Blues Explosion. So we're reignite our visas and go do that. We have a couple of festivals coming up. All caps, the the Wavelength Festival yep. on the island is the last is the last Wavelength Festival. So that's, that's exciting, the and then eleventh, I think, and the night before. Yeah, the night before, we're in <laughs> Owen Sound. We yeah. play this festival called, uh, well, now it's called the Mudtown Mud Record yeah, and yeah. Arts yeah. Festival, yeah. which yeah, is so amazing. This guy, Josh Richardson, Richardson runs on. it. He's a fantastic man. Yeah. But so we're playing that on the Saturday night, and then we do the uh, the festival on the island on Sunday, and then we've got a I don't know if I should say this, but we've got a big uh, horseshoe show coming up in the fall. That'll be our next like big Toronto venue show with Kid Congo at the horseshoe. Holy cow! Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're excited about that. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's kind of what we're doing. But we spent the record, uh, sorry, we spent the winter working on a record as well as reforming the band. Yeah, so, so we're going to record in the fall. We're hoping we're to record in the, in the fall and release the new record in January. And then tour the shit out of that bitch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bleep, exactly. bleep, bleep. Tour the bleep <laughs> No, it's fine. You can, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can say that. You can say that. It's guy. It's yeah. the Wild West. You can do anything. Yeah. Anything happens on a I'm podcast. I'm going to, Vish, thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, no I'm going to drink the Jack Daniels that John Spencer gave me and go and enjoy his band thoroughly yeah. <laughs> all right thanks cattle thanks for being on the show yeah. and best of luck thanks, yeah. i wanted to uh, ask you about a photograph that i took yesterday yeah. can i show you this photograph yeah it's, there's a photo of you can you describe that for people who are listening you, you show this to anybody else no uh, where were we you, can you talk into the mic there, where Russell? Where were we? Where were we yesterday? You were in Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah, that's the chick, the roller derby chick, the hot one. There's a hot roller derby chick? No, I, I think, I don't know. <laughs> Who is that? That is, that's her. You guys played a show, and there was like a roller derby thing. We have some nice sound effects yeah. from Judah Bauer. Thank you, Judah. Yeah, I remember her. What was going on in this photograph? Can you maybe explain I this? Remember, I don't remember. It looks like, it's, since it's daylight, it's hard to tell. But I know they were showing, oh, she was, she's cooking. Oh, I know, you know, this is... <clears throat> John, did you get this on my Instagram or something? No, no. This is actually this, a photo that I took. Uh, John was somebody was taking photos of of, of her her grilling. That's right. Because she's wearing a she, specifically that photo is all about the fact she's wearing a Blues Explosion apron, which is an item of our merchandise. And the fact that she's wearing an apron, that's an item of our merchandise. <laughs> get out! Of here! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh the my! The fact that she's uh, wearing an item of our merchandise makes it uh, a notable photo because she's not only wearing an, an apron 
which is an item of our merchandise, which she's also kind of cute, and she's cooking a hot dog and holding it on a skewer, shamelessly pointing it at my mouth. Right, so it's a, it's a bit of a tease. This is the first time, no, by the no, way. No tease, though. I'm okay. on, no one's teased. Okay. I don't think anyone's teasing. People are playing. We're playing. No teasing. Okay. This is one of the first times I've given someone a microphone and had to use my own microphone as well. You know, I'm always, I'm always, I'm always unique. <laughs> it's fine. You know, Russell, I... Really, I don't need the power of my own mic, man. <laughs> no one can hear you. <laughs> I don't, I don't, okay. I don't need the power of my own mic. Okay. You don't... I gave you that now mic. Now I have my own mic. <laughs> you guys, uh, I talked to... Uh, John and Judah earlier, because you guys were in the big Calgary flood, and you just got out of that, and they told me a bit of the story. Are you, are you from Canada? I am from Canada. Can, can't you tell? I, I don't know. You haven't said you haven't said a. No, I was getting to that. It's coming later. You know how they named Canada, right? No. They they were like trying to figure out the name of the country, and they put all these letters in a, in a hat, <laughs> and they were picking letters, and they go C A N A D A. <laughs> Never heard that before. No, I've not heard that. We don't actually hear jokes that make fun of ourselves that often up here. That's not a bad joke. Yeah. C A. That's good. All right. C A. N A. D A. That's it. Do you think that's is that stereotype valid? When in your time in Canada, do, do people uh, like me? A lot, a lot of A's. There are some A's. Okay. I just don't even. I'm not even conscious of it anymore. Anyway, you. Uh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you only said it 17 times yeah sitting here. that's true eh? you're right i'm sorry yeah. i just did it i don't even know what i'm doing yeah. so you get <laughs> was calgary the most bizarre stop on your trip based on the fact that there was a natural disaster did anything else weird happen you have the hot dog grilling lady here wearing the apron that's, not calgary. that's hamilton right yeah uh, hang on a second i just gotta do a sound thing calgary was good that was a fun show it was like a real real old school like type festival where you get there and everyone's all the bands stay at the same hotel and laminates and you know the usual just like full on flood of festivalness be careful what you say to that guy he just he just described flood of festivalness and you get there and it's all this everyone's saying it's like the the nice hotel and everyone's like getting transported everywhere and then we ended up in some which was what's kind of cool about it is that we ended up at some we ended up playing in some fucking what did you call those halls that we played in Calgary? I got to pack up Russell Simmons' drum set tonight. It is an honor, let me tell you. <laughs> what a W hall. Yeah, it was like Le a VFW. It's a Legion hall. hall. Are you listening to my interview? Yeah. <laughs> it's a Legion hall. That's I what know, it's called. But, that, but, you, but the thing is, the, beautiful, the kind of beautiful thing about it, eh, is that, uh, eh, is that, um... I wish you knew how to use your microphone, eh? No, hey, that, Jamie. Eh, is that, no, is that... <laughs> He doesn't know how to use it. It's amazing. No, no, I, I, I don't need the power. <laughs> he says he doesn't need the power. Everyone who's listening would disagree with you and suggest that. Assume power over to you. You could put the mic in front of me. You've got your own. I give you your own. Anyway, so so you know we're, we're all like festivaled out, laminates, hotel, transport. You know the big festivals vibe, and we end up playing at a VFA hall, which was awesome because it was like it just gave it a nice punk rock kick in the ass. That's a nice place that that Legion Hall in Calgary. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I went there last I liked year. It. I liked it, and it was good. And I don't, I didn't mind. I thought the whole festival just handled very well. It was organized well. They had a nice place to stay. Everyone was very cool, and it was just a shame because you could tell as you're in that festival that that festival is fucking. That's the festival. It is. It's absolutely that's amazing. That's like the festival of of Canada, and uh, 
and that two of the three or the four of the days, I don't know how many of the days got pushed on it, and we just got out in time. We were we were all on high floors in the hotel. Our sound man, did you hear the story right? I heard some of these stories. I didn't hear about your sound man. Well, our sound man was getting like a, just a little bit later flight than us. We left at 7.45 in the morning. All the lights in the hotel were kind of out. The elevators were about to go out. And we noticed that there were people kind of going a little crazy. And we got out. And we saw, as we're heading to the airport, we saw the floodwaters just like coming towards the yeah. s- downtown. And he didn't get out in, in time. He had to like walk with all his gear, uh, you know, sound rig, like walk down like 16 flights of stairs. The elevators stopped. Hmm. People were like running around like, you know, like fucking zombies, hmm. according to him. And it was a shame. I mean, it's a cool city and it was a great, it's a great little setup they got there. So yeah, we, no. we were able to get our show off. I know there's an article in that extreme magazine or some kind of exclaim exclaim which i actually find to be some of the better writing i write for exclaim do you yeah it's good writing oh thanks um, i mean i don't do it all but thank you I, <laughs> no I, I mean i you know you read magazines just you know you pick them all up you just like browse through them but when you see good writing and i write myself so when you see good writing you're just like all right well you know exclaim's got good writing and they had a piece on you know the good uh, although the, you know although it uh it ended sort of sadly. There, they they point out the highlights of the sh- of the uh, some of the highlights of the festival. So yeah, I actually on this show that you're on the podcast thing, uh, Drew Marshall of Sled Island was on like just shortly after a week later, and uh, oh, okay. and Tony Lima's coming. Oh, Tony, to Tony, you're the man. Thank you. Getting some autographs. This. That's Thanks fine. Tony up. Lima, you, you can disrupt anything. You run call the office. Hey, Tony, how'd the show go tonight? It was a great show. It was amazing. It was amazing. I saw these guys in Hamilton last night, and get this: they did a totally different set list tonight. I, I like they don't have set list. That's a wrong term. Last they, night was really hot at that cool club. Uh, the same high, it was super hot, yeah. and it was not. I mean, we're we put out, you know, and we get it done, and it doesn't look so hard maybe to a lot of people. But last night was tough because it was really hot, and it was fun, and it's fun when it's tough. But I mean, just tough like. It was a sweater, a yeah. real sweating shirt. Tonight, today we got here. It's hot on this fucking stage. And we were like, it's going to be another one like last night. John and I, after the show, were like, that wasn't so hard. I no, think it was so just bad. the quality of fans here. We were a little better on stage. Oh, not the, the audience. Fa- the fanage. No, the, the, the audience was great tonight, too. Actually, I'd say the audience was a little better. A little less hippie, a little, a little harder-edged audience tonight. But it's a little harder-edged city. That's funny you say that because the guy in the front row. Did you see that guy in the front row wearing a vest, maybe a Grateful Dead shirt, and a like a headband? That's Rock. Yeah, that guy. That guy was ill. Who's that? That's that's Rock Zenta. He's uh, he's an old hippie dude. Connections to Detroit, the MC5. He teaches at the college. Oh, so okay. So he's like he's like a punk rock hippie guy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. That's cool. All right. Well, I'll let you get back to this. No, that's fine. Thank you very much. It must be exciting to play a completely different show every night. Is that what's happening? That's what we always do. Every night it's just totally different. It's been that way for 22 years, man. But it's like a review. Like, my thing is like, and I talked to Judah and John, or maybe I didn't talk to John about this that much, but you got, what do you got there? You got a Mentos? Maybe, That's coming through. Maybe, now you got the mic going. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you brought your mic and the Mentos. That's good. 
No, anyway, like you got like a James Brown maybe review style show. You know, shows the songs are so hot they're melting into each other. You know what I mean? You got a medley. Yeah. Oh. And how do you manage to do that without how much preparation do you go into? Do you have into these medley things? I mean, we practice and we do shows and we kind of know the. Uh, sometimes we just know that one that you, we we know the signals. Uh, and the songs are, that we sort of know inevitably are going to go one to another, hmm. and we just wait for a signal, or we'll get a, a riff from John, or a call out from John, or a signal from John. Or after a while, we're we're able to read each other, you know, without without any effort, because we've been doing it for so long, and we're so tight, and it's part of the sort of the nature of the way we dig playing together is that we have a sort of way of communicating without needing to say much and it just definitely it definitely makes its way onto the onto the stage and onto into the performances and we just have a i you know i i find it to be a very rewarding exciting way of being able to to do it if we had a set list man it would be fucking boring it'd be so boring it'd be so wrong it wouldn't it wouldn't it would just be wrong for this band this band works on the fly no it's amazing i gotta tell you i was always planning to come to hamilton in london but after seeing the hamilton show last night it was so tight hey judah can you have this interview now and give me a ride to the hotel I, you want me to give you a ride to the I hotel you got five minutes to get the secrets out of judah me. just is producing this interview now that's amazing all right thanks we'll we'll yeah, it's it is time to go. All right. Well, anyway, my point was I was planning to come to both shows. I wasn't expecting them to be them to be so radically different. It's amazing. You've never seen us before. I saw you once in 1994 and 95, and then also in 1996. Wait, and not then, one show right after another. No, no, not like this. No, it's unbelievable. Anyway, it's great, and I, I I'm just that's I, the nature of what we do. I mean, I, I was trying to tell John this earlier, and I feel a little bashful. You know, I'm a I'm a drummer. I play drums. Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not like you, but I play the drums. And uh, watching you my whole life. Not my whole life, but since I started playing drums, you've been a huge influence on me. So to get to watch you a couple nights in a row like this, it's unbelievable. Cool. Yeah. You're, you're just, I, I, and I'm, I don't want to fawn over you sitting beside you, even though you don't know how to, let me say hey, this. You don't know how to use a mic. touching that. <laughs> I mean, you're not the best with mics, but you're the best with drums. Oh, and I, and I, I appreciate it, Russell. I, I prefer, I'm glad. I'd rather be that. Yeah. One last thing before I go, because I mentioned this to John and a little bit with Judah. Uh, the Blues Explosion continuing to have... There were some tweets from the Blues Explosion Twitter. Who handles the Blues Explosion Twitter? The Twitter? Yeah, do you know about this? Do you know about the social media stuff, the Facebook yeah, and the Twitter? Yeah, So who I, handles... I do some stuff on the Facebook. I make playlists and check out my playlist. I put all these crazy, crazy cool playlists together for the Facebook. And I have a, a thing that I'm going to put together where I'm talking to a lot of different drummers and producers who produce great drum tracks and so I do Facebook stuff um, sort of in line with a lot of the journalistic stuff I've done over the years for like Grammar Royal Magazine I'm, I'm into kind of making public like great music and great history which I guess the playlist is about and I'm just sort of <laughs> falling into a reverie here but um what do you want to know about the twitter there's a tweet here there's a couple here look at this more misadventures in media that was a day ago that, that was one 
And HuffPost CA trying what to start a beef. Well, that's why I'm asking you. It's your Twitter feed. I mean, you're banned. Um, oh, I don't know. Some, some, it's probably some stupid review of us that like said that we were probably playing a big stage, I think. And like we, we've played many big stages before and people say like it's amazing and that we've gotten great reviews playing big stages at festivals. This one was like a, a blues festival. And like the highlight highlighted band was tragically hip, who the reviewer said is the preeminent festival band, the great tragically hip, the greatest band. Like you, I think, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now, or I'm. This is somewhat of hearsay, but I heard that they were just being praised to the ends of the earth. Tragically hip. Now we're talking about, and that we. With all the great reviews we've gotten, I love our live shows. You know, I don't even, I don't mind. We're gonna get bad. We're gonna get weird reviews. We're kind of a challenge to some people when they see us, and especially in a context like that. You know, a traditional blues context, because we kind of were like, "What?" Um, that tragically hip got all these accolades, and we were like, "Well, they're obviously a great band, but they couldn't hold their own on that stage." Like tragically hip, the classic festival band. So. That think, might have been what that's referring to. What at this point in your in your trajectory as a band, why why do these kind of external observations seem to be even taken into account? Like, why make a reference to this? That might not be what that is. Why? I mean, whatever, because it's kind of like we don't sit there reading the reviews and like thinking this and thinking that. It's just sometimes we'll read a review and it's just kind of funny. You know, we spent the whole day there, and you know. We've, we played a show at the festival like the two days before and people were going nuts. It was great. And I don't know. It's just like, a, you know, it's just because Twitter, Twitter requires that you comment on what's relevant and what's happening. And that's like something that you read that on the Twitter, you read that review and you're putting going on Twitter and something that people can relate to because you're on tour and you, there's a review of a show. And that's maybe what that is. It's just it's just some it's not like, oh, my God. This is what's really on our minds all day. No one's even talking about it. Okay, but you're, you yourself are, you say you're a writer, right? And you, you, you respect great journalism. I'm wondering, because I've been in a couple of situations recently where I've submitted my pieces to magazines or whoever, and then something will happen. Not to the piece, but they're trying to, why are you putting your mic down? I guess you're not using it anyway. No, then, and then something will happen where like they'll make the headline a little more sensational, you know, more provocative. And then some people, like say John Spencer, get a little like whoa what's going on here i don't know if that's what that's relating to actually you know what i'll come clean i know what some of this is relating to, uh, what is it relating to? well can you talk into the mic what is it relating to <laughs> okay, what is it relating to i wrote this story for huffington post oh you're the one who wrote the one thing about the uh, tragically hip no no i didn't uh, write that no okay. i wrote a nice story about the blues explosion all right and the it, huffington post yeah oh, and then john wrote i like the huffington post Okay, good, good. I'm glad you like the microphone there for a second, too. So I say, I write the piece, and it's all very nice about the Blues Explosion for the most part, but John said a couple of things that were kind of provocative. One was about kind of the supposed old... Spotify thing? No, no I can okay. tell you if you just... Okay, good. 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 <laughs> so one of them was uh, about sort of alt-rock in the 90s and the supposed revival, and he said, you know, actually compared to the 80s, that's when underground music really went to shit. And that's one thing he said. The other thing unprompted for me is he started talking about uh, these two bands uh, the Black Keys and the White Stripes oh I remember you're the guy who asked what's the difference between us the White Stripes no, and the Black Keys no oh. no I didn't say any- 
Why do you think? Right. I'm trying to tell you the story. You know, okay. I, as I I'm say, unprompted, unprompted. I, I know. We, okay, unprompted, <laughs> unprompted. He just brought them up and said they're yeah. cool, but they're not punk. Yeah. So my editor sees this. I he, agree. Okay, fine. So I, <laughs> my, not punk. My editor sees this, and then that's kind of what the headline becomes. He runs it by me. We we have a conversation about Your it. Your editor sees John saying black keys and white stripes are cool, but they're not punk. He sees that, and then he calls them more like mainstream pop. Yeah. But anyway, basically, what my editor did because he loves the blues explosion, but and he wants people who otherwise probably on Huffington Post may not read about the blues explosion to to read the article. So he comes up with a provo- provocative headline, right? And that's kind of what I'm finding a lot these days. And as, as a writer yourself, what do you think about the headlines this? are as old as the hills, man. It's I like know the but, New York Post is that lives on it. But then John and I have been corresponding all week. He's kinda he sounds upset. I can't tell. And he's like, Ah, oh, this is stupid. And then when I see him yesterday, I'm not sure if he's he's actually like, Did hey, is anyone reading that article, Matt, because of the thing? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, because we had to change it. You made me told me you were happy, so we changed it. So about Christmas in July? Yeah. Christmas in July. What is that? What is that a reference to? I don't anyway. <laughs> mom's the word. Okay, mom's the word about Christmas in July. Alright, that's fine. Anyway, my point is this stuff seems to happen to the blues explosion. John responds to me because he knows me a little bit, right? I've talked to him many times. I don't know. I'm just telling you the story. And I feel this is one of the reasons I want to talk to you guys because I felt kind of bad being the middleman in all this. I love you guys. What's the problem? Well, that that we that we were maybe trying to start a little beef with you and these other two bands. Oh, come on, that's also as old as the hills. I mean, these other two bands. I mean, there's no beef, man. I mean, you, you, you don't give yourself that much credit. With all due respect, it's not me. I didn't want to do it. It's Huffington yeah, Post. Right, I just wrote a nice respect, story. You seem like a very intelligent, uh, aware. Um, talented dude and you know or at least like you, you say i can imagine that you write good stuff and just from your vibe but you know stuff stuff like the white stripes and the black keys and the blues explosion is like that's been going on for years see if it even you know how with the stripes white kids making rock and roll stripped down rock and roll in the age of like you know hip-hop and r&b and overproduced music and and you know the digital world of, of overly produced singles and, and there's these like you know more sort of underground sort of more underground rootsy music making its popping its way out and saying hey you know live rock and roll and broke broke you know stripped down stuff is really what it, it's also all about and well, yeah we've been carrying the torch for that for years and no bass player and mm-hmm. Black Keys, White Stripes, they're just two different bands. I mean, to make a stink out of it is only because that's what people, you know, if there's any sensationalism in journalism, it's like, where's the story? So if they see that as that's the story, because I'm sure there are editors hovering over every writer's head going, that's the story. Let's use that as the story. Let's run with that as the story. That's what they do. That's how they that's how they get people's attention. So it's old news. This whole procedure, this process, I just am not I'm not used to my people I was just saying what he felt. Sure. And and I'm doing what I can because I admire the band and the editor likes the band too. Like we so what's the issue? Well this seemed to be an issue all week between John and I and I don't it doesn't feel like it is now. We're cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote a nice review for your show in Hamilton last night. I mean, yeah, I mean you know, We've got that. We've gotten asked that question so many times, and now we've realized it's just so obvious what it is. I mean, you have two different style of, of you know. To of, clarify, I did not ask this question. I didn't even. I don't. Whatever. It, that seems an easy. That seems like a lazy question to me, frankly. Yeah. 
So, but somebody saw the the conversation, or saw that it was it was a conversation, and thought it's it's something to that to run with. Because what was the headline of the story? Uh, why, why are you even talking about it? Is it did it become a part of the headline of the story? Yeah, some of that became the headline Why? because that would provoke people to read it. Okay, so there you go. So sensationalism became the the rule of the day. Hey, right? Wow. Cattle, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're gonna get out. We're done. We're almost done. Anyway, Russell, I just wanted to air this with you because I know I trust you. I trust you as a. Why? Because I I've long admired your work. Okay, that's all thanks. it is. And that's it. Look at this guy. Look at Russell Simmons, everybody. <laughs> I'm in their dressing room. Why? Did I take a pair of six years? No, we're in Calgary. I took a pair of six years? No, but Judah promised me that you would give oh. me... Oh, man, this is smelling like a sensationalist I see. headline right now. Show this to the John Spencer Blues Explosion rips Judah, off cattle. Judah said just no, take there was no way <laughs> See, that's what I just heard. You just made no, something no. up. Judah, Judah promised me a pair of six, and I didn't take it out of courtesy because I thought that I would be being right. a jerk. Yeah, you didn't take it out of courtesy. Not take it out of courtesy tonight, too. All right, we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> We're gonna wrap it up. Thanks, thanks, over. John Spencer, Blues Explosion, and Cattle. You got it. Bye. Now, don't look for the sensational. At the end of my interview with Russell, I went to retrieve the bag that I brought to put all my recording gear in, and it was gone. It was there when we started the interview, and then at the end of the interview, it was gone. And as it turns out, I accidentally left my machine on when I made the discovery that my bag had went missing. Where'd my bag go? Oh, this is the new fucking party room. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I wasn't... Someone the... took my bag. She stole my Lord. sticks. I heard, I heard the story. Well, like, I'm going to write about it. Where'd my bag go? Someone took my little bag. It's got a like a cloth bag. It was in there. It was on the table. What the hell? What are you looking for? <laughs> My little cloth bag. Color? All right. Well, that's nice, like a nice big, work. Yeah, where, where, how do you get in touch with Oh, wait. What? So I might have to kick your ass. Why me? No, you don't. It's fine. Hang on. I need a... Oh, yeah, yeah. Does anyone see a little bag? It's like what a kind of little bag? Like a cloth bag. It was like on the table. Am I right? Hey, thanks. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, no, wait. No. It was no. right there. Why would someone take my bag? That seems so weird. That's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. Maybe they thought it was part of their gear. Where the bag went? Did you say that the Judah take it? <laughs> there was like a Sappy Fest bag. Did oh, yeah. anyone no, grab no. a cloth bag no, from... He needs it in ladies. Medium for Charlie. Yeah, yeah, no. It was right John. here. He's going to make it a family affair. Get your stuff because I'm going to finish loading. You mean... You got an extra large? Do you think Judah took the bag? What bag? There was like a cloth bag I had on that table. And Judah kept coming in and out. He's the only one. I don't know. I, I had all my stuff in there. Ace Lemons, we're going in three minutes. As it turns out, Cattle, the band Cattle, took my bag. I got an email from them on my way home. They said, oh, I'm, we're really sorry. We accidentally packed. You know, it's our dressing room, and Jamie just grabbed whatever, so he took your bag. 
So that that was nice. But before I got that email, John Spencer, who felt pretty bad about the situation for, which he's just a nice, sweet guy, he just gave me a John Spencer Blues Explosion bag and replaced one of the records I'd bought that night because I assumed it had gone missing. So now I, I have uh, a new bag. This is a hit! Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.